What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. And as always, this podcast is powered by TrueFan. And today's episode is a takeaways episode. If you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today, I'm discussing my conversation with Coach Connor Alney. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the, this week's podcast with Connor, no worries. Connor is the executive director of the Ottawa Braves esports program. He actually helped found the program. He started the program from scratch as their head coach, but recently stepped into the executive director role so the team could hire in specific coaches for each game. On top of that, he's also the developmental director for the Varsity Esports Foundation. He has over 250,000 followers on TikTok. He's been dubbed the CEO of esports on TikTok. He just recently released his own book called Gaming Callouts 101. And on top of that, he has his own clothing line called Nerd, where they're reclaiming the word nerd. And on top of that, they're helping fund high school esports programs and assist students with remote learning by providing 10,000 students with laptops to enable them to do remote learning. So Connor has a lot of things on the go and I really enjoyed my my conversation with him. Esports is something that's interesting to me. I was very much into gaming growing up since kind of fell out of it a little bit once I got into college, but it's still something that's interesting to me. So I'm kind of observing it from, from afar, trying to learn more and more about it. So I really enjoyed this conversation with Connor and was actually really funny is Again, last week on last week's takeaways episode, I said I want to start sprinkling in some stories and some behind the scenes stuff from the podcast on these takeaways if I can. And I have a story about how I how I found out who Connor was. And actually how I found found out about Connor was I was speaking with Karen O'Brien, who's past guest on this podcast. She was the first investor into TrueFan. And her and I were just talking about we just we've spoken in the past and we're both from Ottawa originally. And she sent me the link to this video that said Hey, look at this video. This guy, there's a, there's an esports program in Ottawa, and I watched this video. It was kind of just like a three four minute video on the program and everything they had going on, and I was like, that's crazy. I didn't. I had no idea that we had an esports program here in Ottawa, Canada. And I looked, and as I'm watching the video, I see the name Connor's name come up on screen. It's like, let me just search up this guy, and I search him up. I find him on Instagram, and I realize, holy, he has a ton of followers on TikTok. Like he's got a lot of stuff on the go. Like this would be an interesting guy for my podcast. And so I messaged him and I was like, Hey man, like my name's Jacob's my podcast whole spiel. I also didn't realize that Ottawa had an esports team. I think that's so awesome. I'd love to have you on my podcast and to talk about everything you're building with the program. He's like, Hey man, I'd love to come on the podcast, but I just want you to know that this is Ottawa, Kansas, not Ottawa, Canada. And I could not, I, I, when I read that message, I was like, I cannot believe I didn't realize that different school. It's it's university of Ottawa in Canada. It's Ottawa university in Kansas, Ottawa university university of Ottawa in Canada. Their team name is the GGs and the esports. And then the Ottawa university team name is the Braves. But, um, yeah, I could not believe how I didn't catch that, that it was Ottawa, Kansas and not Ottawa, Canada. But either way, Connor was still gracious enough and generous enough to come on the podcast and chat with me for about an hour and a half. And I really enjoyed my conversation. I just thought that was kind of a funny thing that I happened to gloss over when reaching out to him, but it worked out in the end. And I have a couple takeaways written down here from our conversation that we had, that, like I said, it was an hour and a half, kind of from various points throughout Connor's journey. Because I think there were some interesting tidbits throughout the whole thing that I wanted to share. And the first one being is to price yourself accordingly. 
that was the first, that was one of the first things that really stood out to me during this podcast was we were talking about when he ran a company called the National College Gaming Association, where he would run gaming and esports events across the Midwest for different colleges. When they first started, they were charging $20 per person to come to the tournament. That is really like dramatically underpriced. They more than tripled that price by the end of his time running the National College Gaming Association. And that wasn't even a crazy amount. That was just what they should be charging. He lost money on the first event. And the lesson there is to just make sure you're charging yourself accordingly. A thing that Connor said a lot of young entrepreneurs do is they think that their lack of experience means that they can't charge a premium. And while that is true to a certain extent, you can't charge the same as somebody that's been in the industry. For, it depends on the industry. But while that can be true that you can't necessarily charge the same premiums as someone that's been in the business for a long time, you also don't want to sell yourself short. At the end of the day, even though you may have not as much experience as someone else, it's still a business at the end of the day. Charge what is going to allow you to make money and make the business feasible. What's going to make it profitable, right? If you're selling yourself short just to get customers, you're going to, like Connor says, you're going to burn yourself out. So make sure when you're pricing yourself, price yourself accordingly. Be fair to yourself. At the end of the day, it's a business. And for the business to work, the business needs to make money. So make sure when you're pricing, whatever it is, maybe it's a new product, a service, make sure you're pricing yourself accordingly. And so to the point where you're not working yourself to death just to make it work. That's one big thing. You can change a lot by just changing your pricing a little bit. So that's something that I want to make sure that for any aspiring or young entrepreneurs out there, that's something that you need to be cognizant of is to not sell yourself short. Another thing too for young entrepreneurs or people aspiring entrepreneurs is it's never going to be perfect. Never. Where I'm pulling this specific insight and takeaway from is after Connor finished working with running the National College Gaming Association, he started his own physical location for hosting tournaments and land parties. And it was just a hub. He said it was all about the community. So he opened up a physical space with game with um, consoles, computers, monitors, everything. You could come and game there and hang out. And one thing that he said though, is he literally, I think he said on the podcast, like $50,000 to get this business off the ground, which a lot of money he was able to save up from the NCGA, but he was maxing out credit cards. He was doing, he spent everything to make this business happen, to make it work. And that's not necessarily a problem. Like sometimes when you want to start a business, you're going to have to put some money up front. That's just the way, that's just the way life works sometimes. So that's another lesson there is to not spend money to make a business work. Sometimes that's what you have to do. The old adage, you have to spend money to make money. But with that being said, with a brand new business, it's never going to be smooth. It's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be bumps. There's going to be things you're not expecting. But at the end of the day, you just have to make it work. Connor, when they were ready to do that, when they were ready to open the business, they needed a sign for the, for the store. They didn't have enough money to buy one. So what did Connor do? He literally cut letters out of paper, laminated them and stuck it to the old sign that was at the building. And it, you know what? It worked. He just, he just made it work. And that's what you have to do when you're starting a business. It's never going to be perfect. I recently, like some of you are aware, have started doing my own business full time. It's been great. It hasn't been perfect. There's been bumps. There's things I need to learn. You, I mean, granted being a young guy, sometimes I feel like I know it all, but I definitely don't. And there's been a lot of lessons I've learned in the last, the time of recording this episode, I've only been running my business for three weeks. I've already learned a ton of lessons in that time. And it's never going to be perfect, but I'm making it work. I'm figuring it out as I go. 
and just scrap it together sometimes. Sometimes it's what you have to do. You just have to be a little scrappy and that's okay. Sometimes we get these visions in our head of things being perfect and absolutely flawless execution and it doesn't happen. And don't get discouraged when that happens because more often than not, you're going to have to scrap it together. There's that, obviously there's a famous, famous photo of Jeff Bezos sitting in, speaking of like handmade signs, it's Jeff Bezos sitting in an office, small, small, small office with like an Amazon hand-drawn banner on the wall, right? Look where Amazon is today. And I'm not saying every company that starts scrappy is going to become Amazon, but even a company like Amazon started pretty scrappy. So don't worry if your business isn't absolutely perfect from the get-go. What You're going to have to scrap it together at different points and just make it work. But at the end of the day, those are going to be the most fun stories to tell. So, which is something I kind of, I mentioned a couple times to Connor when he was talking to me to different, different stories from, from his history or like when they threw their first and another example of scrapping it kind of one of those things that in terms of not being perfect, they had their first tournament, their esports event with his previous business, the NCGA, and they had a snowstorm hit right, right before the day or the day before their first event, their first event ever. Three teams showed up. That's not perfect. But you know what? They still had people there. They were losing money. They didn't mail it in because they were losing money that event. They just scrapped it together. They made it work with three teams, an empty auditorium, which was supposed to hold 500 people. They just made it work. And as, when you're starting a business, that's just what you're going to have to do. Now, Connor's kind of how, when I was preparing for this podcast, when we were kind of talking about his backstory on the podcast, I put it, I kind of bucketed it in two different sides. It was gaming and entrepreneurship. And that was kind of Connor's stream for a long time. It was, he was an entrepreneur and esports was his passion. And he's since found a way to kind of merge those two together. And now another aspect of Connor that's emerged recently, I mean, he's been doing it for a while, but it's become prominent recently is he's a content creator now as well. As I mentioned, he has over 250,000 followers on TikTok. He might even be closing in on 300,000 at the time of recording this podcast. And yeah, he's crushing it. He's, he's been dubbed the CEO of TikTok or CEO of esports on TikTok. But one of the most interesting things that I think about his success on TikTok was when he first downloaded the platform. One, everyone made fun of him, which is... He was like, whatever. He's, he's like, I've seen the numbers. I've seen like the demographics of who's on here. This is exactly who I want to talk to. I'm going to do it. He wasn't deterred by people making fun of him, which in itself is an important thing to remember that don't let other people not understanding your goals discourage you. But what he did was he just consumed TikTok for like a week before he posted anything. And I think that is something that I, that's something that stood out to me because I feel like that's not what most people do. But by consuming on TikTok for the first week, it allows him to kind of understand what, what works on the platform, how the platform works, the nuances. And I think the most, another thing too, is he did that for a week. He didn't do it for a month. He didn't do it for a couple months. He did it for a week. So I think there is, it is important to learn the platform, but don't use you needing to quote unquote learn as an excuse to not do. Connor did it for about the perfect amount of time. And I think it is important to learn and understand the nuances before you start, but don't let that become an excuse for you not to do. And Connor didn't. Connor consumed for about a week. He also studied Vine and the parallels between TikTok and Vine that allowed him to help create better content, catching people's attention really quickly, different things like that. And he started doing. And now he's over through almost over 250,000 followers, closing in on 300,000 followers. He's the CEO of esports on TikTok, 
But I think that that first week is, was very important for him to understand the nuance. If you start producing content that doesn't make sense for TikTok, especially on a platform like TikTok, where it's really unlike any other social network, it's not going to perform well. TikTok, like it's unlike any platform. If you try and just repurpose your Instagram content on a TikTok, it's not going to do well. You need to understand the nuances of the platform. And Connor took that week to figure it out. And now he's just absolutely crushing it on the platform. So understand the nuance, do some learning when you're entering somewhere, a new space, but don't do it for too long and don't let it become an excuse not to do. Another thing too, that we talked about actually with TikTok was what the success when you have a viral video, because again, with TikTok, it's pretty easy with the way people consume and the way the algorithm works with people consuming through the recommended page versus the following page. It's a lot easier for content to go viral on TikTok, right? One, it's just the way their algorithm works, but with everybody consuming through the recommended page, that's why content can go viral so frequently. And Connor said that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you have a video that goes viral on TikTok, but what determines the success for you based off that viral video isn't that viral video. It's the previous content, your old content that you've created is going to determine how successful when it how successful things go for you when you have a viral video. And there's a couple reasons for that. One, the one that Connor alluded to, Connor mentioned was you're going to produce hundreds of videos potentially, 100 videos before you have a viral video. And if you if you were to go viral on your first one, you wouldn't be ready versus if you go viral on your 100th, you'll be ready. You'll have honed your craft. You'll have honed your skills for TikTok for creating content. So when you put a video out there and it goes viral, it's going to be one of your better videos versus with your first one. You might not necessarily know what you're doing. You have the ability to go viral on TikTok with one video, but if you go viral off your 100th, the content you'll be putting out is far better than if you just started. That's one. Two, it allows, and I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but if you produce a hundred videos and go viral, people are going to click through on your account when you go viral. So if you've produced a hundred videos and then go viral, that leaves 99 more videos for people to watch. People can binge your content, 99 more TikToks for them to go and watch because you went viral on your 100th versus if you went viral on your third video, that leaves two other videos for people to watch. People often don't follow, don't subscribe, don't purchase off of one exposure to something. It's rare. I mean, this is speaking from personally, but I don't subscribe to a new YouTube channel. I don't follow anybody when I see one video or one photo. If I see your video multiple times, get recommended to me and I like the topic and I click on it and I like the video three, four, five times, then I'm going to consider subscribing to your channel. If and TikTok, you can expedite that process because with YouTube, obviously it's a longer form video, but TikTok, 15 to 60 second videos, you can expedite that process. And if somebody clicks through on your profile after you go viral and they watch seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 videos, they're going to become more attached to you. There's going to be a higher likelihood that they're going to follow and then get serviced your videos more often. So it might suck to put out 99 videos with little to no views. It's going to suck. It's a lot of work with no payoff upfront, but when that when you have that viral video, those 99 other videos that you've produced are going to help increase the likelihood of your success when a video does go viral. And I, trust me, I am proof of this. I haven't really, I haven't gone viral yet. Actually, I have technically on YouTube a little bit, but that's a different story. 
but I've produced, this is the 93rd episode, 93rd interview of this podcast. And I've uploaded over almost 200 podcasts. This is my 93rd interview. Or this part was my ninth interview with the takeaways, with bonus episodes, everything. I'm almost 200 episodes, 200 uploads. And if someone were to find my podcast now, which I'm assuming someone listening, at least one or a couple of you listening to this, may have just found this podcast through the partnership with TrueFan, there is now 92 other interviews, 82 other takeaways episodes some bonus episodes in there that you can go back and you can listen to versus if you found this podcast and I had two podcasts, you'd probably listen to a couple. You have one interview, you have two interviews to listen to one after you've listened to the first one. So by producing and staying consistent with your content, you're just creating a backlog of content that people can binge and then drop and then they can binge and really understand what to expect from you as a creator. And if they have that expectation and they consistently like the content you're putting out, that's just going to increase the likelihood that they subscribe to your podcast or YouTube or follow you on TikTok. So even if you're putting out content and it's not getting the views, it's not performing like you want it to, don't let that discourage you because it will come back and pay off in the long run. Throwing it back to a previous podcast guest to build on this analogy, episode number 89 with Kevin DeShazo was saying his whole book is around keep chopping wood where you chop wood today. When you chop wood, if you go out and chop wood today, you're not going to use it to burn. You're not going to use it to burn. You're not going to make a fire with it. It takes, you have to dry it out. There's a whole process. Nine to 12 months later is when they'll use that wood in a fire, but you still keep, you still chop wood today, but it doesn't pay off today. It pays off down the line. And it's the same thing with content. You have to put the work in now and it's going to pay off down the line. Just keep chopping wood, keep creating content, and eventually it's going to pay off. The value is doesn't come up front, rarely does. The value comes later on. So just stay consistent, keep chopping wood, keep putting out that content. A perfect example of this, I don't know, yeah, a perfect example is Connor himself. Maybe not necessarily with TikTok because it's not like he's been st- consistent with TikTok for years before this happened. But another old adage, another what's the word cliche is, you know, like an overnight success takes years. And at the end of the podcast, I was talking to Connor and I asked him, like, do you ever reflect on, on your journey from when you were a kid playing ATV off-road, um, off-road fury to playing Warcraft. And he said where he kind of, and then to where he is now. And he's where he kind of reflects on is doing NCGA and having, three teams show up because of a snowstorm or when he had to close his shop down to where he is now. He said his life has changed drastically over the last one and a half years, right? He went from car salesman, which again, he said it was a great job. No, no, nothing wrong with working that job, but it's not the industry he wanted. He went working from a car, I was working as a car salesman to head coach and building a brand new college esports team, to being their executive director, to becoming the director for a nonprofit, helping educate people with gaming, to having his own clothing line, his own book, to have hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, all within the last year and a half. But it took six to seven years of trying, making mistakes and overcoming hardship to get to that point. He had to, on the road to becoming an executive director for a college esports program and getting hundreds of thousands of dollars, he had to shut his shop down. And that couldn't have been easy. He had to max out credit cards. He had to pay himself out of debt. He had to struggle and grind through school. He had to go through a period where he was working car sales, which was important, but also wasn't what he wanted to be doing. He wasn't in a good headspace, as he described, during that time. But it took all of that 
all of that experience, the failure, the lessons to get to where he is today, to get to a position where everything he's learned, he was able to apply over the last year and a half, and he's found tremendous success. So if you're in a spot right now where we've moved past content in terms of how that works, but if you're in a spot just personally now where you're, where you don't want to be, understand that obviously I'm not telling you to enjoy it. If you're not happy, of course, don't enjoy it, but it's going to be the lessons you're going to learn today and the hardships you're going to overcome that is going to benefit you in the future. You're preparing yourself. You don't know, but you're being prepared right now for a future scenario where you'll be able to have success because of everything you've gone through. And that was one thing that I really took away from that conversation was just he has had a ton of incredible success. He's also very, very young for the amount of success he has. I think he's probably, I'm guessing, I think he's a couple of years older than me, 26, 25, somewhere between 25 and 27. He's a ton of success, but he's also been working and grinding for the last six to seven years up to that point to get to where he is. So even if you're not where you want to be, just understand that that doesn't, where you are now isn't going to dictate where you end up. And I just think that's, that's something to remember is that you never know Life works in mysterious ways. You never know how what you're doing now is going to benefit you down the road. And that's just one thing I want you to remember with doing whatever it is that you're doing. You know, it's happened with my podcast where before I got this partnership with TrueFan and everything, like the podcast was, didn't make me money directly, but I was able to sign clients because of the podcast. And if I'd never started a podcast, some of my clients I wouldn't have because that was a core thing that I was doing for them. And it's not something I intended to happen, but because I'd been putting in the work with the podcast, it led to opportunities elsewhere. So the work you're putting in now will benefit you down the, lo- down the road. You just don't know where or how or when it's going to pay off, but it will. Just remember that. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this takeaways episode. Whether you listen the entire way through or you're only listening to bits and pieces, I really appreciate you taking the time to check this out. Do me a big favor, go and follow Connor on Instagram, follow him on TikTok, subscribe to his YouTube, maybe buy a sweater from Nerd or a t-shirt. They have a great mission behind them. I highly recommend you check them out. I'll make sure everything's linked in the show notes down below. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. You can also check out my website, jacobkelly.ca and subscribe to my newsletter, Content Caviar. If you'd like to follow the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and at my social life podcast or YouTube by searching out my social life. As always, this podcast is powered by TrueFan. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.